Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the talk. Welcome, everyone, to Live Dharma Sunday for February 23rd, 2020. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us. Well, I want to share something that uh, later today I'm going to be participating in a a memorial service uh, to uh, Auntie Dorothy. We're we're related by marriage, and uh, uh, <clears throat> she was part of a, her maiden name was Nishimura, and uh, the Nishimura clan, well, her siblings were about, I can't remember now, six, seven kids, okay? Uh, maybe five girls and two boys, okay? I don't remember what order she was in, okay? but she passed away uh, a few weeks ago, and she was in her 90s, I believe. And her generation came from the Nishimura clan, big family. You know? Not not uncommon in, in those days in the rural areas where farmers' families had large families. Okay, Now, her kids, it just happens, she had a lot, a lot of kids, too. Okay. Again, six, seven. Okay. And so my point is that we have these generations, and when you have a lot of kids, then they have kids. Okay. And they have kids. You could see that it really starts to widen out okay. in terms of the cousins and the aunties and everything like this. Okay. And so. I'm going to talk about roots and the importance of roots. And you might recall, some of you might recall um, the popular TV series, Roots, that looked at the the ancestors of the slaves in America. What was, where did they come from? Especially for them, where they were uprooted and they might not know their roots. And it's, crucial for your self-identity to know about your roots in a lot of different ways, 
Now, first, so I want to just point out how extensive the roots are, the root network system. Okay? And I'd like to start with actual plant roots analogy. And I read this one time, and I always remember it, that these scientists, uh, University of Michigan and the botany department, they wanted to to do a you know scientific study on how extensive plant root system is, and so they took a single rye plant, probably started with a seed, and they put it into a square box, okay, several feet on each side, and they planted it, and they and they grew this one rye plant, okay. and when it was mature, adult size. They wanted to, they, they uprooted it and shook off all the, washed off all the dirt. And you could see the root system, quite extensive. Okay? And they started to measure the length of the roots. And of course, you got your big main root, you got your main branches. And they started to add up all the length measurements. And, they, and when you look at a, a a root branch, it has branches, and each one of those branches has branches, smaller ones, yeah. But and then they even they could put it under microscopes, and they could see that there's microscopic root hairs on the on the smallest roots there are, and they were able to extrapolate. Uh, <clears throat> They didn't have to count exactly, measure all the all of these microscopic words, but they could tell by extrapolation and estimate how many there were here, and there's a lot. And you measure their length, okay, and you add them all up, and they estimated an astounding figure of the total length of this one rye plant root system. This article, and I don't, I don't, I can't vouch for it, but this article said that that it was twenty-five thousand miles in length when you added them all up with this one right plant. Can you imagine? That seems so impossible. That's the circumference of the Earth. Um. Well, regardless. The the net the root network system was extensive. Okay. So imagine now when we talk about a person, a single individual's roots. Okay. Now when you take a look at that rye plant, for example, you see the plant, but of course the root system is underneath the ground. You can't see it. So we we don't you know focus so much what we can't see. And the same thing with an individual. He's standing there. And these uh, analogy of these imaginary root system under his feet is really his his uh, his relations, his family, huh? extended family, because they they're part of his roots root network system in terms of his ancestry, and it's vast. It's so vast that. Uh, <laughs> When we look at a, a individual standing there, and maybe he doesn't himself realize he or she that 
what's holding him up. He says, well, I worked hard and I, and I accomplished this. Well, yeah, your, your self-effort was crucial, of course. But what enabled you to be there in the first place? How far do you have to go back? For the generations, for all so many other lives that influenced and made possible for you to exist, for you to you know be functioning and so forth, it must be vast. And uh, to realize this, I think, is a major uh, teaching about our karmic influences. That underlie our lives. This is, I think, the really core teaching there. Well, okay, I want to tell you about our guest to give us a Dharma glimpse, Brandon Shoyo, and he's uh, part of our current LM12 group that's going through the lay ministry study program, and they're going to uh, finish up this coming May. But he's so he's going to share his Dharma glimpse with us today, Brandon Shoyo. I think we have him. Just a minute. Hello, this is Brandon Shoyo, Florida. The title of my Dharma glimpse this week is The Dharma in Each Moment, Star Wars. So, when reflecting back on this this past year and and really even this last week, we had a couple situations that made me look very close at a given moment. And I think if you look at a given moment and you examine it, there's the possibility of catching a glimpse of the Dharma. If you cherish every moment Dharma will always give you a sneak peek to reality. Recently, I was in my favorite used bookstore dropping off book donations. I told the owner that I was so grateful for her store, and I promised to come back by soon to use some of my credit. I had been dropping off some Buddhist books that I had already read, she was always very grateful to get Buddhist books because she said people buy them. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And she went on to say, yeah, you know, so many people are you know, still trying to figure out this whole mindfulness thing. And many people look to Buddhism as a way to sort of live in the moment and reduce stress. She's like, these books really seem to sell. I'm happy to give you store credit for these. I thought that was interesting that uh, in her particular bookstore, um, used Buddhist books seem to sell so well. And it probably has to relate to this human condition where we very rarely live in the present moment. We're worried about the future. We dwell in the past. And so before I left, I mentioned to the, to the owner of the used bookstore, I said, hey, you know, uh, is there any chance that you have a collection of short stories by 
Marjorie Rawlings, one of my, my favorite authors. And she went on to say, no, I'm sorry. You know, I don't at this given moment. I thought it was funny how she said moment. And she went on to say, but I can almost be certain that eventually the book will arrive. And she went on to say, you know, at any given moment, you never know who is going to walk through the door. Like people come in every day, all throughout the day, with such a diverse range of books. So you just never know what's coming through the door. The books are different, and it's always just a matter of the next delivery, you know, the next moment. In her statement, possibly because moment came up so much, made me think of how the Dharma is in every moment. There's always an opportunity to see the Dharma and learn from the Dharma and benefit from it in every moment. And when we truly sit, we truly sit mindfulness, we really settle into our being, we do realize the impermanence of all things. You know, my book will eventually arrive. Maybe next week. Maybe years from now, maybe just somewhere else at a different bookstore. But until it does, I must first enjoy this current moment with a book available at hand. I think about this for myself, too. I'm, I'm often chasing the next book. You know, which, what book am I going to read next? What book am I going to read next? When I do that, or when we do this with our everyday moments of everyday life, it means we never truly read a book. We're always thinking about the next thing, the next moment. Reading the book in this moment affords the chance to enjoy enjoy a good story. A good story that is unraveling in each and every moment. So the Star Wars side of this. I have been recently um, watching a lot of the Star Wars movies. You know, it's one of those things I hadn't seen them in a while, and I'd only seen a couple of them. But for some reason, watching one um, over the past break, it made me realize that even in Star Wars, there are glimpses and moments of the Dharma. And it makes me recall... um, I'm trying to remember, I don't remember which movie it came from, um, but I remember there was a moment in one of the movies, and I've heard people talk about connection between Star Wars and, and the Dharma before, and, and people joke like the Yoda gives out riddles that remind them of koans and stuff like that. But I remember, I think it was from The Phantom Menace, which is, one of the, the prequels, there was a discussion about mindfulness and concentration, and basically the gist of it was, you know, two Jedis are kind of talking together, kind of like teacher and student. And basically the quote goes something like, don't center on your anxieties, Obi-Wan. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. But Master Yoda said, I should be mindful of the future but not at the expense of the moment. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. 
again, I think that was from the Phantom Menace, and it's starting to reflect on the Dharma or mindfulness or any topic related to Dharma being in something like Star Wars. But again, kind of wrapping up here, the Dharma is available in every moment. You might see it in the flower. You might see it in a friend. You might see it in a stranger or a movie or a book. The Dharma is in every moment. With that, may all beings be well. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, I really, what stood out to me is when it said, uh, the living force. Huh? Usually when they say, may the force be with you, the force is used as a noun. But if you say living force, that gives it a, a movement, gives it a dynamicness, more like a verb, you know, more like a karmic process, don't you think? Uh, and underlying all of our individual selves, we could say is, like my father we used to say, is universal life, capital U, capital L, universal life. Okay? We could add force to that, universal life force is underlying us. Huh? It's a transforming karmic process that underlies any given moment. And it's huge. Just like when we talked, I talked about root system. Uh, if we see an individual self as a tip of an iceberg, that's what you see. But as <laughs> the scientists have said, one-tenth is what you see. Underneath the surface of the water, the bulk of the iceberg is nine-tenths unseen. Okay. What you see is just the tip of the iceberg. So underneath... That big mass okay, uh, is the living force. Huh? It's universal life that underlies all individual lives. Whoa. You know, and also I thought uh, the emphasis on Dharma in each moment reminded me of a, I, I probably shared this before, but I was asked uh, when I was part of a interfaith panel, and um, one of the uh, listeners said uh, in the question and answer period to me, she asked, "Well, what is a Buddhist anchor?" Now I don't remember if she said, "For the Buddhists, what is the anchor?" or "As a Buddhist, what is your anchor?" Okay, same thing though. And I had never been asked that question. A lot of times, maybe it's common for someone to say, "Well, what's the what the Buddhists believe in, or what's the major uh, teaching, or something like this." But what is the Buddhist anchor? And without thinking, I said, "Well, the present moment." And she kind of paused, and she then started to nod her head. But this was a sophisticated audience of this interfaith. Uh, 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 seminar. They were all Presbyterian ministers. Yeah, okay. That, that's who they were sponsoring this. Um, and she wanted to know the Buddhist anchor. And, and I don't know why I said present moment. It just came out. And as I was driving home from this event, I was, I was thinking to myself, what kind, what, what kind of answer was that? What does that mean? And the more I thought about it <laughs> then and over the years, that's not a bad answer, but you got to unpack it a little bit, okay? As 
the Dharma in each moment, as this Dharma glimpse alluded to. That's all we have when you think about it, when you think about the Buddhist conception of time, past, present, future. The present is the reality, okay? And then in the next second, it's a new now, okay? And then in the next second, it's a new now. As soon as you point to this, this is now, that's past, you know. This series of nows, infinite series of nows, Right now, boom, boom. Then it's now. It's past. It's the past now. Okay. The future now doesn't exist yet. But boom, here's now. That's what I think they they were referring to that kind of idea when they talked about the eternal now, capital E, capital N, eternal now. Here it is, and here it is, and here it is, and here it is. Okay. Uh. And that's our anchor, because that's that's where we are. Where does the re- the reality, the dynamic flow of reality, the truth? Or, and if we don't flow with that, we're we're left in some kind of stagnant memory, okay, or some future fantasy that we're thinking about. We're not experiencing dharma that's in each moment. <laughs> well, well, well. That's all for today's broadcast. And until next time, keep going, and you have a beautiful day.